So Heather, we've been working on getting our website set up. Yes, very exciting. Yes, it is. We're trying to push that forward. Um, and so if you can find us on queerreligionpodcast.com is our new website. Very good. And if we go check that out, what kind of stuff are we going to find? Ooh, we've got some, all the podcasts up through there, but also you can, we're going to work on building some resources into that. Uh, so you guys can sort those by category. Um, digital.com has got, done a great job helping us get that set up. So I'm excited. And so I know they helped us with our website. Are there services available to help others? Absolutely. So you can get website consulting, hosting, building, all of those types of things along with graphic design. They actually updated and, and changed our logo so they look really fancy now. Even more rainbows. Nice. So everybody has to go check it out. Absolutely. Digit is like D-I-G-I-T-L.com. So you can find it there. They're gay friendly, gay operated and owned, and they design with Aloha. Sounds perfect. I'm Heather and this is our podcast Queer Religion where we explore everyday people's stories about where their sexuality and their faith intersect. Maybe with a few rainbows, unicorns, or other fancy flags. All of the fun things. Today's guest is Layton! Yes! (laughs) Layton, we're glad you're here. Glad to be here as well. So, Leighton, uh, before we get started, just to let our listeners know, how do you identify? Um, I identify as a gay man, um, and I'm 30, so nice. right in the prime of Prime life. of your life, Ooh. yes. <laughs> it only goes up from here, Exactly my right. So, all you single gentlemen out there, Boom. look out. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you grew up? Okay, um, so I was born in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um grew up there with a family of six. I had two older siblings and a younger brother. Um, grew up as what I would call as fundamental Baptist. So very, 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 very strict. Um, but it was, it was a good childhood, all things considered, but, um, things were, things were quite different. Um, growing up there, um, didn't have a TV growing up. So we just mainly spent a lot of our time, you know, playing outside um also didn't really do the radio um now is that because of like fundamental beliefs yes (laughs) yes yeah so music um growing up i i really learned that music um pretty much was not good if there was a guitar in it or drums so yeah Yeah. so music was basically piano and organ and voice right yeah piano organ and voice yeah Mm -hmm. and that was pretty much that was pretty much it that we listened to Definitely um, not drums coming in right there. No, no. That was devil music. Yeah, sure, that was, right? yeah. if you had a good guitar, an electric guitar, oh. you were going to hell. No <laughs> questions sure. asked. Oh, you were, <laughs> yeah, you're dead. It's so bad. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that's that's how it started, you know, how I started growing up. Um, things were just very strict that way. Um, I didn't really notice anything, though, as a, you know, for the longest time. That's just, that's how it was. Yes. I knew that the radio was bad and TV we didn't have, and and that was it. Um and so we all went to church, you know, um, Fundamental Baptist Sundays was our, our day to go to church. And then we also went Wednesdays. And a lot of times we'd have youth group Friday or Saturday night as well. 
so really in the church a lot. Um, both of my parents are, well, they were teachers in um, a Christian school, and the school was actually part of the church. Okay. So in order to teach there, we had to go to the church, and it was kind of, you know, they kind of watched it to make sure that they went to church there too. Um, so that was, I mean, it was a little interesting growing up in that because I was always around I was always around this fundamental Baptist stuff, you know. Every day at school, we had a Bible class, you know, you, you were going mm -hmm. to it. So it was pretty much Bible every day. Yeah. You know, you learned, you learned more. Um, I remember at night, too, growing up, um, we'd always do devotions as a family, and we'd have um, Bible verses that we'd always, we'd always have to learn. My eldest brother was actually really good at it. Like, by age five, he had, like, Luke, the, Luke 2 completely memorized and would quote it every Christmas wow. in front of the whole family. It was it was kind of cool, but at the same time, a little little different at the same time, you know? like. But at that time, right, like that's what that I was think what was it amazing, was. Yeah, right? Like, absolutely. look, he has all of yeah, this memorized. Yeah, and, awesome. and that was, the more you could memorize, the better you were, frankly. Like, you know. Yeah, because you, you're yeah. all the texts that you know and how you mm -hmm. can, yeah. We even did, I know that, like, I was big into them as a kid. We'd do Bible sword drills where you'd all hold your Bible in the air and then they'd, yell out a, ver uh, a verse and it would be basically a race to who could get to it first stand up and then read it is like as quick as you could did you hold the bible sword record I, I, no. <laughs> not at all but actually i think my brother did because he was in what was called bible quizzing okay. they have like pads on the t on the seats and so my my school that i grew up in was a very very um prominent and big school for mm -hmm. for the christian circles um Basically, we would do these national tournaments where everybody would come to our school and our church wow. because it was it was so big and it just had it was a beautiful place. I'll give them that. Um, but we would do these huge fine arts competitions, Bible mm -hmm. competitions, um, and my brother was really good at Bible quizzing. So there'd be like pads on the seats, teams against each other, and you're jumping up trying to quote the Bible, um, and there would be a judge who would read like a verse backwards and who could what? figure it out and, and quote it and so crazy things like that but it was super fun my, my brother was really good at it I was I've never been good at memorizing so that was hard for me but <laughs> I did what I could <laughs> so yeah um but yeah so that that's that's kind of the life I grew up in um but then it extended even past my family too it went into um both of my extended families um on my dad's side his dad was is a pastor, mm -hmm. um, and he actually was on the board of. It's called Bob Jones. I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but it's a it's another fundamental Baptist college. Oh, it's okay. like the mm -hmm. big college that any good Baptist would go to. So like my whole extended family went there. He was on the board, um, and then I think on that side of the family, I think there's like six pastors. Okay. So, so you got generations. Oh, yes, very, very deep. Like I remember as a kid, like thinking I was gonna be a youth pastor. Like, I that was my that was my role in life was to be a youth pastor, and that did not work out, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that was kind of how it went. You know, everybody was very into very into the church, very into all of it. Um, and as long as you stayed in line, things seemed to go for the most part pretty well um 
However, I did not stay in line. <laughs> so the experience became different for you. It, it did. It did. Yes. Um, so I do remember, like, I remember I got in trouble kindergarten. Kinder- it, was, it was either kindergarten like or first grade. Start, it was, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm, like, shocked that nobody knew I was gay. I got in trouble because I was the teacher, talked to my dad, because at recess I was sitting in the clover field braiding girls' hairs and putting clovers in their hair. And then I got in trouble for that. Because For creative expression? Well, a guy should yeah. never touch a, a woman's, woman's hair because that's oh. a symbol of some sort. Oh, oh, no, it's intimate. Yeah, and I was like, yes. I was braiding clovers in their hair. <laughs> I didn't even... It's like, also, you were six. I know, so I was like, like... But I do, like, I don't, like, I do very much remember getting talked to and being told not to, like, touch a girl's hair until it's like my wife and that's the only and I was like wow so yeah what are your memories of I mean because fundamental Baptist is pretty similar to like the religion I grew up with mm-hmm. in the portion that I grew up is not completely fundamental but pretty pretty conservative yeah what was the the views of sexuality so it was very um at least from my remembrances of it it was very like it I I don't I never really got even talked to a lot about it. I I was very innocent for a long time. Um I mean, they're not doing education probably in kindergarten. They right? didn't do like, education at all. Like uh, that was not a thing. I remember my brother got married and the <laughs> it was really funny cuz it was like years later all of us siblings put it together cuz we all had the sex talk in like the same week because I think our parents realized like they forgot to give the sex talk oh, to no. him and he was getting married oh. and of course you're like 23 it's like obviously too late at that point <laughs> but so we all like put it together and we're like oh my word they, they just like forgot about it and then when they were like oh crap we gotta do them all right now let's just get it done with so put them all through now right so we didn't like we didn't really talk about it much i do know growing up um i i knew that it was like um saved for marriage mm-hmm. absolutely saved for marriage like right. people would get kicked out of the church mm-hmm. if they had sex before marriage right um i do remember like people who did and of course their family is probably you know a prominent person in the church and the kid actually they would take the kid up on stage on... and basically publicly humiliate them oh god it was horrendous like it really yeah. was um so it was it was really rough but I mean, I was innocent. I didn't know what was happening at the same time. Like, I was like, cool, whatever. I just have you writing my dandelion. Absolutely. I'm like drawn <laughs> in church, but yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was definitely um, interesting growing up. I do remember being, I remember the bridge very, very specifically that we would stand on with signs and we would, you know, pick it and, and be like, no, no abortion, no, you know, homosexuality. And I was out there. Picking you know, with your signs. Absolutely. Like with the signs standing there not having, like, any How? understanding that I was all about being gay. Right. It was a really big disaster. I have so many questions. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, like, how often did you guys go out? I can't say that that one was too often, but I do know, I do remember, like, two very specific times being out there and, like, very, like, just kind of seeing, you know, just, I just remember it very very vividly. Was that family led or church led? Church led, yeah. Very much church led. Um we they even went to like a new extreme. I remember once in church too they preached against Democrats. Like 
a whole different level of Christianity when very strong views, <laughs> like okay. very strong views. Um, so it was, it was very intense. Um, there was also a, a, a evangelist that would come every year. And I remember every year he would, it was always like an evangelistic week. So we would have a sermon every night. Yeah. Well, like a revival. Yes. But every year we do it. And then there's, there's like four of them every year actually. But there was always one pastor who would, evangelist who would come and every year I would get saved all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I would go up front and I do remember like, like having nightmares at night and like crying, thinking like he was one of those that like the earth is about to open up and like swallow you in the church service and pull you down to hell type preacher. Well, that's what I, that's my next question is what is your concept of like salvation in hell? It was it's, definitely pit hellfire. Oh yeah. Hellfire, brimstone and like it's bad. Like, like I, I, cause I do remember like, and I even talked to my sister now and she remembers multiple times being at home crying at night too, being like, we're all going to go to hell and die. Even though just two nights ago we got resaved again. And it's like, so very, yeah, very different view on, on life, on all of that. What things would get you unsaved or sent to hell? Like in general? Well, obviously sex, like outside of marriage. Mm -hmm. So if, just heterosexual sex outside of marriage was bad than obviously gay sex was. Um, I remember obviously we preached bad about the gays. I didn't really understand all of it back then, but I do remember that was a big thing too. Obviously I said drum music, all that type of music, mm -hmm. bad things there. Um, public school. Pub oh, oh, this is a good one too. Movie theaters. Mm. We weren't allowed to go to movie theaters because yes. somebody could, think that you maybe went to the R-rated movie uh, and you can't let people have a bad view of you so you can never go to movie theaters. I do remember people getting in trouble, like for, kicked out of school for, for going, going to a, to a movie. movie theater. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so I actually didn't go to my first movie until my senior year. So it was very, very intense. <laughs> Um, Definitely a lot more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My parents still go to movies and we mm -hmm. grew up not going, not necessarily because of the R rated. Like we watched TV mm -hmm. with, you know, James Bond and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, right? Like, Which, don't go to the movie. Uh, right. House. Watch it at your house. <laughs> well, and then my mom would no be, could see you. you know, like, why are we watching this one? Mm -hmm. You know, but it wasn't like. There wasn't this distinguishment between, like, for whatever reason, that the building for movies was, was this... This bad building. Bad building, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember we had a... We didn't have a TV, but my dad would bring a projector home from school every once in a while, so we'd watch, like, a family movie. Yeah. Usually they'd be mysteries, but my mom would always, like, cover the screen whenever anything bad showed up. <laughs> Except yeah. that doesn't work when it's a projector, and you're trying to, like, cover yeah. up boobs, <laughs> and you hold the pillow, and now it's just... <laughs> 3D, <laughs> and I'm like, that didn't work at all, but yeah, so I, yeah, so like, those are all things very, um, sex was not a thing, I remember too, like, magazines, when they came in, my mom would go through them first and would rip out all of the women's underwear sections, like, if they all of the clothing, knew and I'm just like, I've never been looking at those, <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, that was never a problem for me. Like, this is it. Who would ew? Like, ew. Exactly. Yeah, throw it out. Throw it out. <laughs> yeah, so very, uh, very intense religious views on everything. Well, and they were trying to protect you into yeah. salvation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> so then, 
when did you start to like engage with your sexuality or notice things yeah so about yourself i i want to say i started noticing in fifth grade and then i was like nah like it was still pretty young you know that is kind of young, right yeah but i, I kind of like i had an at least i had an idea that i was different i didn't quite know how but i knew something wasn't the same mm-hmm. and your exposure to gay people i was, knew none right up to yeah i knew none like none mm-hmm. um i do re- like but then i do remember very much seventh it was seventh grade in the locker room that was when it was like oh it all like clicked <laughs> <laughs> and it was like terrible but great at the same time but terrible because of course i had ev- all this brainwashing yes. so then i hated myself mm-hmm. and then so i i knew about it then and then i spent years basically praying the gay away mm-hmm. like i didn't do anything for years my junior year we moved to indiana and um my parents were going to to a new church to a new school to be um they they kind of followed this other couple around to start these christian schools Mm -hmm. so they helped start the one that we were at in kansas city then they moved to indiana to start one um the one in indiana though had a very different stance on like music and so we switched from organ and piano to like christian rock like praise bands? Like, yes, like praise I bands. I love praise bands! Oh, it, honestly, I, it took me a long time. But I do remember, like, we had, we got all of these sermons on CD, because it was CDs back then. Yes. Um, so we got all these sermons on CDs from the pastor, and it was basically him preaching how music is okay. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, the first moment that I had to start, like, actually figuring things out and being like, everything I've been taught... I am now going somewhere else and being told to do these things that I've literally learned would send you to hell. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And so that that's... puts a question into, like, the rest of your whole right. life. Right. <laughs> right. And I was like, saying, what now? So that, that was... I do remember that being, like, extremely hard. Um, so that was... But from basically seventh grade until my junior year, I was just praying the gay away. Everything I learned was what it was, exactly how, you know, it was all right, and I was totally into the brainwash. Um, and did your, like, family, siblings, friends have any idea what you were going through? Nope. Because I was not about to tell them. Because, <laughs> to be frankly honest, I don't necessarily know that it would have happened, but I definitely would have been sent in for help from somewhere or something, like therapy style yeah, yeah something would have happened so th- that was not about to so that well, and you th- knew that consciously somehow yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah so in seventh grade you knew enough to know that i did you did you have vocabulary no no are you just knew you like guys and i just saw stuff and was like oh, oh cool. right. i like Okay, well, I'm not supposed that, to like that. Yeah, that's going to get me in trouble if somebody right. finds out. Like, exactly. And now I need stage every night of the yep. week. Yeah. But, I mean, I do feel like, I just remembered another thing. I do feel like they kind of knew because my 10th grade year, I don't know what their plan was, but they put me into wrestling. They, like, I did what? not want to do what? wrestling, and they made me do wrestling to man me up. That seems and I'm like, so I spent more time in the locker room. And now you're touching and everyone. Touching everyone, and... There, yeah, so that was, it was very, so, I mean, obviously they had to know something, I think, but, like, I think they also thought that I was, like, 
they're trying to working push through it. And, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, like, they're like, oh, he's struggling like, probably, but you know, we'll help him be power through yeah. it. And it did not work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So, but anyways, I'm in Indiana now. Um, it's my junior year. That's when things really started falling apart because like I was questioning everything. Um, from music to movies to sex to drinking, it was it was rough. But yeah. it was I mean it was a good time for me to actually learn things. Um, I had a I had a um, coach. It's always the coach that you go to and trust. I don't know why, <laughs> but I went to. So I actually got help from my coach. He was probably the one that um, that I trusted the most. Went to him for help, but I still never told them that I was gay. Mm-hmm. I told him I was like struggling with porn, but was not about to tell them that I was watching gay porn at all. <laughs> um, so then, but I, so like I told him about that and I was just trying to like figure it out, trying to get help. And then I actually, so this is how I know I would have gone to therapy of some kind. Cause even with just the straight porn, I actually had to go into, it was like twice a week counseling with a pastor. Mm-hmm. So I was like called out of school every Tuesday and Thursday to go to counseling. Um, which is one of the stupidest things because I was just not, about to ask if it was beneficial because no, they're not counselors. Of, that's the thing. They're right? not like, smart. Like they just they they certified. throw things at you yeah. and they don't know if you have anything mentally going on. Mm-hmm. They actually hurt it was terrible. It was so after like my second one I figured out like this is going nowhere. I'm gonna just say what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Get to get out of this it was a uh, and then I think I just stopped going at some point because legitimate qualified health professionals for mental oh, yeah. therapies the very useful mm-hmm. in many aspects but unfortunately church-based progress programs they, tend to promote yeah. go see your pastor and your pastor there's no confidentiality because all of a sudden all the pastors knew mm-hmm. all of the teachers knew no. and so it was just like luckily they didn't know I was gay because that would have been that yeah. would have ended a lot more, but so yeah, so it was, it was just really. That's a violation. A lot of personal violations. Oh yeah, space it's, safety. It's yeah. horrendous. Like I don't think anybody should really go to. They called it biblical counseling, mm-hmm. but it should not be called counseling. Or it should not be around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, I really know. struggle with it, <laughs> and it's it's a bummer because the school in Indiana they throw on this huge biblical counseling thing where people from all over the world will come to learn how to mm-hmm. give biblical counseling. And I'm like, I'm a byproduct of that. And it was, it was literal hell. Like mm-hmm. they didn't listen. They twisted things. Like it was it's like terrible. an added trauma. Yeah. It was so you're already going through oh, yeah. something, which is why you're there. Right. Absolutely. And then they just yeah. make it worse. So it was, it was rough, but I mean, I kind of made it through. I, I, I did kind of stumble a little bit, kind of fell into the, the cutting area and a little bit of suicide top thoughts and tendencies just because I was still struggling with this whole homosexuality is mm-hmm. terrible and I had nobody to talk to. Um, so that was, that was really rough. And then even when I did talk about it, it was always straight stuff. It was something else. You substituted yes, it. I, yes. I twisted it into some other, some other thing that I could try to get help with without actually saying what I was struggling with. Um, There's a lot of self-loathing, probably. Oh yeah, at that point it was time, right? it was it was harsh, but <laughs> you know it it yeah. So that happened. Um, <laughs> and what 
what changed for you? Because I mean, here you are today, oh, right? Still like, going. Still going. <laughs> We're here. not there yet. <laughs> here you are today, right? Obviously in a really different space. And it's like, well, yeah. you know, what, what happened? So, graduated. Um, went, so I was the first person in my entire family, um, extended family, to not go to the family college that my grandpa was on the board for. How'd you get out of that? Oh, it was, that was a rough one in itself. I decided to go to a Wesleyan college in Indiana. So it's still Christian-y, it was not, in comparison to the the Baptist world that I was coming from. Um, but I, I... I wanted to go there. It was the dumbest idea. It was because they had an Apple store. And I was really, <laughs> I was really into Apple at that point. Like, you looking back, I'm like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Like, if a college is rich enough to have an Apple store, you should not be going there. <laughs> that, that tuition is way too high. Like, oh my God, it was so bad. But that's honestly why I went. I was a super huge Apple fan. They had an Apple store. I was like, I'm going to work at the store. So I went to college there. And I do remember, like, I do remember my cousins just being terrible about it and giving me, not the younger ones, but the older ones, were giving me a hard time for not going to the family college. And shockingly, the person out of all of them was my grandmother. And she was like, no, like, he didn't have to go to college there. That's not where everybody's called to go. (laughs) She's like, obviously he wasn't, so he's going here. So I was, like, kind of shocked that... Out of all, people, all people, my grandmother's <laughs> like, no, but I mean, it ought, like, knowing my grandmother, it makes sense. Like, she is, that's who she is. So it was like, okay, yeah. So she kind of called them off, and I got a little bit of relief from that. And then I went to the college in Indiana. Here was giving you all kinds of process. Man, he really got that all sorted out really nope, fast. Nope, <laughs> it was just real rough. I'm all about to just dive in and then Straight be like, then we'll, figure it, we'll figure it all out later. It's going to be a disaster. Um, so, yeah, it it was, I mean, it was really fun, though. I did love college. Um, I still wasn't out. I still, I didn't even do, I was, like, not even sexual still at that point. Yeah. Because I had so much more to, like, figure out. I remember my first my first year I was like super into Kesha cuz she was like so fun. She was like the first <laughs> artist I had ever heard oh, that wasn't wait. Christian. She is literally what my music? first music video was TikTok. And it was amazing. Not at all. I was like, "Oh my god." So so like the first year I like sex was on the back burner cuz I was catching up on all my movies, my TV shows, my, you know, music that I had never, I didn't know any of them existed. So that's really where I spent a lot of time. And I just had a lot of fun with people in college. Um, but it still was a Wesleyan Christian college. So it was still, uh, I want to say three times a week, it was still chapel. Mm-hmm. You had to go to church. Um, and it was like checked in, like yeah. they made sure I was good at like going in and being like, I have to use the restroom. And then I would like <laughs> sneak out and leave. Like, yes. Um, but yeah, so it was still, still very religious, but at the same time, much more like my, my junior and senior year of high school, it was, you know, the, the praise bands type thing, a little bit more lenient. However, homosexuality, I, I knew one person who was a recovering, I don't know what you call it. He was a homosexual. Yeah. Yeah. I don't exactly know what the word is. Forced into. Right. Exactly. So he was at school and since he was there, he could not be gay. Um, so if you're getting help, then you can stay is typically how that goes. Yeah, 
But I don't... Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the deal was. I just know he, at one point, was gay. Um, and that was my first... Like, my first introduction to it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Which was, again, a negative experience. Like, yeah, oh, this like, is, you can't be. Yeah, he's, he's not. And yeah. it's kind of shame on him because he was at some point. Yeah. And so I was, like, still, like, figuring that out on my end. And I go, crap, like, I'm still in this situation where we're not all about the gays. So <laughs> I was like, great. Um, so then, like, continuing on. So that was college. Kind of figured it out there. Um, after college, though, I went and I moved in with... I moved in at my uncle's apartment complex in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So that was the last place I was before I came here. Um, Still not out, but that's where it all started to hit the ceiling fan. It was great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I guess actually I should rewind like a few months. I was in Indiana working um, as a CNA and I met another. So obviously in the nursing realm, there's a lot of gays. Yes, sir. So that's where I actually very much was like, oh, like, I'm very gay now. Um, <laughs> and in but, that experience, you're meeting people from outside of your faith community, from, right? Absolutely. Like, so, this like, is like the like first... real world. Yeah, real world. First, and it really was, home. like, real time. First time, too. Like, my friends growing up were part of the church, part mm-hmm. of the school. Like, mall, like, we didn't hang out at the mall. We... Mm-hmm. You know, my parents were teachers, so we spent a lot of time at school. So I and really you hung out at school absolutely. after school, and then exactly. you went to church. Yeah. You hung out at church after yeah. church. So they were teachers and coaches. So basically, my life was at this church school mm-hmm. the whole time. So that's that's all I knew. So yes, in the nursing, that's where I first hit the gay world, um, and I do remember. I kind of got in trouble, but not really. But I definitely snuck out with a nurse, and we definitely made out in the car. But that's like... During your shift. That was... It was... (laughs) He was... He was coming off his shift, and I was going on my shift, so we were like, let's just meet in the car for a minute. (laughs) So that was was my very first kiss. Um, For anybody, right? Ever. 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 I was so good at it. Uh, <laughs> I was a pro. Whoa! Right? I'm like, come on. <laughs> so yeah, that was my very first kiss, and like, left. And of course, I was like super giddy. But then all of a sudden, it was like, oh my god, what did you just do? You just made mm-hmm. out with a fucking homo. Like you're gonna die. Yeah, and so like that whole like, that oh. whole shift, I was like waiting for the world to like end and swallow you whole. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then of course the next day we did it again. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then you had your ritual self. Right. I was like, okay. Shift. So so I really did like that happened for like probably a week. Um, but all we did was honestly we sat in the car. I talked. We kissed and we listened to Britney Spears. Like, that is, like, the extent of everything. And I was, like, I think at this point I was, like, 22, 23. Like, that's all I did. But that's so wildly different. Oh, I know. So it's, like, that seems crazy considering where you came from, right? Like, Britney Spears. Oh, yeah, I know. In a car. Also, a dude? Because I still, like, even then, like, even if I was gay, I was still in my mindset of, like, no, like, you will wait until marriage, so... Why are you even... Because even kissing in Fundamental Baptist is like... That's like a gift you gave to Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's huge. So not a a thing. It was very... It was fun, though. (laughs) (laughs) It really was. But, so, like, my time there just... 
it didn't work out. I, I wanted something new. Frankly, I needed out of my parents' house. Like, I mm. wanted to... Oh, I was my 21st because I had my 21st birthday there. I had my first taste of alcohol. And then it was kind of the point in my life where I was like, if I'm going to drink, I need to leave, like, mm -hmm. home. I can't be still around mom and dad. So that's why I moved to Nebraska. Um, so, yeah, moved into Nebraska. I don't remember really. I started working at... I started working at another facility there that was medical and then I actually transitioned to mainly working at Starbucks mm -hmm. because that's what all good gays do. <laughs> um. I feel like I missed that moment. <laughs> I was like maybe this is a gay guy thing. Oh yeah that's like, great. You know, I think it's a, my think lesbian it's skills. Age, it's an age thing. When oh is yeah. that? Oh, oh. Starbucks I, were around, I, like, I couldn't get a job at a Starbucks when I was that age because <laughs> they there wasn't a Starbucks. <laughs> At least not in Ohio. Right. I worked in a movie theater. <gasps> I know. Scandalous. I thought that when I said in movies, I was like, well, I was like double you child. Were a I worked devil. there. <laughs> well, coffee, there. coffee where I grew up was taboo, so caffeine. Yeah, you didn't even have wouldn't even. Yeah. If I worked at Starbucks, I might have had to have. Like, <laughs> you'd have an intervention. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I worked at Starbucks. I I made a lot more gay friends there, obviously, oh, and I and I loved. I honestly, I loved it. That was some of the best years like working there and just meeting people and of course I rocked the drive through so like Ooh, I was that friendly I know I was that friendly person in the window that I would like see and I did it just to see all the the guys that came through <laughs> that's really all I cared about it's like who cares about the girls moving on like, um but super fun there but then I did so I don't exactly know really what happened in order I got asked at one point in a nice-ish way not really a nice way to do it, but I got asked to leave my uncle's apartment complex because mm. I think they found out that I was drinking or it was either drinking or homosexual. I don't really remember the timeline quite right in this Now, area. were you having like a, your string of man friends over? Or, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm like, kidding. <laughs> like I, I do, I don't even remember because I had not done anything since the nurse dude in Indiana still. And right. it had been like a year. So I was there, I was asked to leave, I found my own apartment, which was great, because then I could actually start doing my own thing. Um, because at that point you still had to be worried about if someone found out, right? Like, right, it's still a thing. right. So this is then where it gets really weird. This is why I don't remember the timeline quite right, but at one point I went to, my cousin was a pastor mm. at the church that I attended. And you're still going to church this whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was a good boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, that's what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I went, I, I remember at one point I, I wanted to meet with him, and so we met up for coffee, and I basically told him that I was, it was really hard. I remember telling him that I was, like, struggling with homosexuality, and I didn't actually, at this point, I wasn't planning on coming out still. I was mm -hmm. like, I have messed up. I made out with some dudes, like... Mm -hmm. I got to come to Jesus and fix this and like get life back on track. So that's what I was planning in my mind. <clears throat> and then, of course, this is in confidential biblical counseling that I'm uh, doing uh -huh, this uh -huh. in, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> like a day later, my whole family knew. Um, <laughs> so Seriously, a day later. Like not even joking, I woke no. up the next morning with like Bible verses, not verses, chapters of the Bible texted to me like oh, on my phone yes i didn't <laughs> actually get the chance to come out like 
they came out. They decided for me that. And at that point, to be frankly honest, if they didn't out me, I probably wasn't going to come out for a much, much longer time. So in all reality, as terrible as it was then, it was probably for the best, you know, in the inside of things. It was pretty rough. So the only person I got to come out to, and I remember the day, it was April 1st. I came out to my sister. Aww. And it went horribly. Oh, no. And so I was like, do I say April Fools? <laughs> and, like, and what do I do here? I was like, do I say April Fools? And like, and be like, just kidding. <laughs> and then just like run away. But I was like, no, like you can't do that. So like I came out, it was rough. Like there was a solid, I blocked most of my family, like phone wise, I blocked most of them for about two years. I didn't wow. talk to my family at all. Um, what was that like for you? Because I mean, that's it was. Uh, core, right? It was that's pretty. It was up. pretty terrible. Like, because you, at least from from my religion growing up, it's always about like, we have this unconditional love. We always care. We always, you know, mm-hmm. we are showing the love of Christ, and we will always forgive and always love you. And then the moment you do something, it's like, oh, I'm just kidding. We we don't really love you. Yeah, like, fuck that. Yeah. Oh, you you fucked you that, that one. Yeah, you knew better than to do that one. So, so that was just kind of like the moment where it was like, they are all fake, just all, like in my mind, it was just like religion is all fake and it's just mm. dumb. So I, that's when I was like, I dropped out of the church. Um, I actually found out years later that I got publicly kicked out of my parents' church Oh, they did it, they, s- like, actually. Which but I they don't, didn't even tell you. I, exactly, that's why I, I found out, like, three years later, and I was so mad, because I was like, they did that to just basically publicly humiliate my parents. Like, Ugh. because that's I had no idea that I got kicked out. I went back for my brother's graduation, six years later, actually. Went back for his graduation and saw that I had been removed from the board of members, which, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then I found out, like, the church voted on it like it was like wow. a thing and I got kicked out of the church so but once again like we all said like don't understand the reasoning because I didn't know for six years so <laughs> it had no effect on me so I'm like obviously what you're doing isn't working like that's they didn't send you a letter like, no nothing by the way, like right <laughs> exactly so I'm like what was the point of that like yeah and I, and I get it. And other people, I guess. Yeah. Right? It, it's like, actually very true. It's to scare people into don't be like it's a scare him. tactic. Yeah. Throw you out. Yeah. So, yeah, that all happened. Um, so I was outed, and then we're going to skip ahead a few years. I had a lot of fun. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> but then I met a boyfriend. Um, and then. So I met a boyfriend, but I had a very bad skew on like what love was. And because that's. I grew up with a very weird view of it. So I, it. Turned out that my boyfriend was an abusive alcoholic, mm-hmm. so whenever he got drunk, bad things would happen. Um, but that was really hard for me because A, I didn't have anybody to talk to. Like, couldn't go to my parents for help because anytime I would like try, they'd be like, you know, we don't agree with you in this matter, we're just gonna... And then it was like, that was it. So I, to this day, I actually don't even think my family knows that like, I was stuck in something abusive that was horrendous. So you were really isolated. Oh yeah, it was, it was, but the reason I stayed, I do remember like justifying him in my mind because, so in my mind, growing up, marriage is a, is like imagery of what Christ did for the church. Mm -hmm. And so it's always unconditional love. Like no matter what your partner Mm -hmm. does, 
you always forgive them, you work through it. So in my mind, I was like, I have to work through this. I have to forgive him no matter what. Well, probably, to, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but probably especially since you've been through this experience where you thought everyone would love you how you were, and then yeah. the hot potato drops you, yeah. right? So then it's even more cemented that yeah. this has to be done. Yes, yeah. yeah. and it, it, So that was that was the only reason I stuck around was really like, it was just me grasping at the last little bits of what my brainwashing was, you know? Um, so I stuck around for a long time with that, way longer than I should have. Um, <clears throat> but then finally, I don't actually know what ended that. Um, I finally just was over it one night, left, and then kind of just moved on. Um, but that was, that was really where it was like, no, like, you don't have to unconditionally love them. Like, that's not real. Like, you, you do need to love and care for somebody, but if they're hurting you and they're being mean to you, like, no. Well, they, I, they don't have any place in your life. <laughs> see, well, and the other thing I think we talked about this before is like in order to stay in that place, you have to invalidate yourself, which you'd already been yeah. doing oh, since 100%. you were young, right? Yeah. Like, I can't be this way. Mm-hmm. This isn't okay. Like those invalidating yeah. things that you learn to try and sort the world with. Yeah. You have to unlearn them and learn that you're valuable. Yeah. Just then, as valuable as anyone else. And then when somebody treats you that way, you can be like, oh, hell yeah. no. But yeah. until and then when they're treating you that way too, you're just... Going deep diving, I'm a bad Deeper and deeper, person. and you just feel terrible because that's they're just saying terrible things just to hurt. Um, yeah, so that's 100% accurate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but finally got out of that. Good for you. Um, that's a big accomplishment, by the way. I think Congratulations. Um, moved on. It was, you know, it, I was with him for like three years. It was really bad. Um, but kind of moved on from that, and then I started... I started through it, I found out that the friends I had made were pretty shitty friends Mm -hmm. because they were not about to help me Mm -hmm. in the situation. So I really had to re kind of learn what like, what is love and to find those people that actually do care for you. you How did you get to that point? I think it just was part of the abuse and stuff. I just learned at one point I was just like, no, like. So you learned what it wasn't. Yeah. And I think at one point it just snapped in my head and was like, this is not okay, this is not what any of this should be. Um, and then it was just like, if people are treating me like this, I'm done. Like, I don't need you in my life ever. So mm-hmm. then I just, it, I, I don't know if there was something that happened other than it just was a lot of things piling on where I was just like this, I'm done with this, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I had already really kind of kicked my family out. I was like, I don't need anybody. Like I can do this. And then I just kind of, I went on my own and kind of just honestly figured it out from there on my own. Um, that's a lot of community loss. Like that's a lot of people. That's a lot of, and then to basically start from scratch again, Mm -hmm. but it was for the best because then I actually could find people like I am still very guarded now, but like I can find the right people Mm -hmm. that you can see what their values are and you can add them to your life and keep them because you know, they're a quality person now. Um, but I would never have known that unless. I had my family who just was like, nope, you're terrible, mm-hmm. and then abuse, and then, you know, just kept kept going. Um, How do you feel now when you look at yourself on the other side of all that? That's a good question. Uh, I will actually say I feel much more confident and worth something, though, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, that's it, it's taken me a long time to get here and I still don't always feel like there are t- days where I feel really crappy, but 
you know, it is one of those where it's like, I have done pretty much everything that I've gotten in life at this point. I'm like, I worked, I worked hard for that. Mm -hmm. And I've escaped things. I've made it past things. I've started trying to, I've started actually mending my family relationships a lot. We, we hang out and we talk a lot. We, we get together a lot still. There definitely are conversations you avoid, but. (laughs) But they're willing to like. Um, I think have a relationship with you. Yes, yes. And I, you're but willing, I, I am you feel also safe enough to have a relationship with them. Uh, it's a guarded one because I still am like, what's gonna happen when I, mm. like, when I find a boyfriend again and mm. get engaged and then get married? Like, will they come or is right. it just like they love me now because they don't have to, see they don't have to deal with the actual truth of? Because I do. I went home for my brother's wedding and. At one point, I was just, you know, they, it was during COVID, so we were, they were doing church downstairs on the TV, they were all watching, and my dad came up and was like, can you come join? And I was like, no, like, you guys kicked me out of church. I don't go like, to that church anymore. <laughs> I, you kicked me out, why am I going to join? And I could kind of see it in his head, that he like, that was totally not a thing, like, he forgot, like, that they like, kicked you out. Pretty much, like, all of that, like, it, it, I think it kind of clicked again, where it was like, oh yeah, like. This is like I'm in a whole I'm a whole new person now. Like yeah. I'm in a whole new stage, and I'm not gonna do things that you want just to make your religious aspect feel good. Mm-hmm. So. So for you, you know what what kind of things have you done to to sort of reconcile your identity and your faith? Like, do you still have connection to that faith? Do you see things differently? Like, yeah. So. That one's a hard one because there's like two sides of it. Logically, I don't really, but when you've been, when you grew up 18 years being brainwashed by it, like it still definitely like sneaks back in. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I've kind of, I've worked past some things where it's like, if I, if if I do listen to the brainwash sign and, and go, go that way, I can always just kind of talk about it in my mind and, and think about it and be like, the whole premise of the Bible is to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then the second part is to love your neighbor as yourself. So, and it literally says nothing else matters. So, like, that is the premise of it. So, what I've always, what I did to start my transition to where I am now is I just, that's what I cared about. I was like, that's what matters. It doesn't matter who you fall in love with. Like, it, it really doesn't. Nothing matters. Like, as long as you are trying to be your best, you're, you're trying to love those and, and love others and take care of people, that is what is important. So, so you would say you still have a connection to like spirituality and faith, even yes. though, not, not the kind yes. that you grew up yes. with, but like a, a personal connection still with that Yes. in the world. In, yes, in the world. That's a great way to be. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's and it still is growing like as I keep going, it it keeps growing, but that is I mean that's how I started the transition too and and one of the things that kind of broke me out of my like where I I remember when I justified homosexuality cuz like I said at one point marriage was a symbol of what God did for the church. And so in my mind, I finally like it clicked one day. I was like so if a marriage between a man and a woman, like, what is the difference between a marriage between a man and a man, or a woman and a woman? It still is love. Like, it still mm-hmm. is, like, I'm gonna love you even on your your tough days, on your best days, on your worst days. I'm still gonna always be there. 
So that's that was the like the part in my mind where I was like, oh, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not about the gender. Yeah, and then that's where everything started like transitioning to where I am now, where it's just like I don't necessarily believe the Bible. Um, I know a lot of it, but so I think it does have a little bit of impact on my life. But now it's kind of just transitioned to like do the best you can, put out the best in the world, so you can help others. Did you find it difficult to break away from, because fundamentally, right, there's a lot of cultural, t- religious cultural traditions, mm-hmm. maybe is a good way to say that. Mm-hmm. Did you have some that you kind of hang on to, or you kind of just let those all go and then hang on to these values? Um, most of the, frankly, most of the traditions and all of that faded pretty quickly when I got kicked out of the church. That was the moment I was like, well, if you don't want me, then (laughs) I ain't doing your stuff anymore. Like, bye. Bring (laughs) it. Like, why why would I do this? You kicked me out already. Like, you can find me listening to Britney. Right. I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. So no, it 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 ended, it ended pretty abruptly. But that was mainly because I got pulled out of the closet, and I was like, well, I guess we're doing it. (laughs) <laughs> can't go back in. Exactly right. I'm like, I ain't going through therapy. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. So, but yeah. Was there anything that you found like helpful to get you to this point? Right. That, I mean, I know you're still obviously. Hopefully, we're all still mm-hmm. growing and like learning as we go. But from that space where you got taken out of the closet, right, to where you are now, like, were there? resources or tools or people that you know it 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 did come back to people that did care um the tricky part with that is you have to find the right ones um especially in my world you can think that they care but then very quickly you can find out oh they don't when they find out what you did wrong Mm -hmm. um but something i really had to had to learn was how to actually love myself and how to be like God made if I am coming from the religious view is God made me in his image and he made me perfect Mm -hmm. and anybody who says different they're wrong so just move on Mm -hmm. like and if they say differently they don't need to be in your life um so I I don't have a great thing that brought me to that revelation it just time you know just mistakes led to that and eventually I finally learned like no I am of value. So, yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's right. Is there anything that, um, like, looking back, you would maybe reach out to, to tell your younger self or someone going through a, an experience similar to yours? Honestly, my would just been, like, get out earlier, you know? Get out earlier and go kiss the guy and have fun. Like, <laughs> go figure it out, you know? Don't spend all that time like, yeah. trying to repress Why yourself. Why hate yourself? Like, that's stupid. Um... I wish I would have learned in like seventh grade to not to not hate myself, but I did, and that was stupid. Um, so that would probably be it: is just be like, it's okay. Like we're gonna be better on the other side, but that yeah. on the on that on that side, you mm-hmm. don't see that. It's yeah. so dark sometimes. It really it's really is. hard to realize that there is actually something so much mm-hmm. better. Yeah, maybe really crappy to go through. Yeah. Or to get to, but when you learn to find, like, yourself valuable, and then when you learn to find the people who take you for you, that's a whole different world than what you start in. Absolutely. And I think that's important, too, is you have to find those people that 
love you for you and know that you're a hot mess and they still love you and they are still there as you're transitioning and figuring all of it out. Right. Or that you're also just hot and that will be fine too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Those people are also very important. (laughs) Lots of those. That's what I tell myself. Find a lot more of those people. Uh, what do you what do you would and to come off that to uh, even more challenging one since you split so heavily um, do you have anything that faith institutions would either do or discuss or what do you wish they knew I wish that I wish that they'd actually read the Bible and would do what it says and, I think I said the same and <laughs> would take care of the widows, the homeless, the children, the people mm. that need help. Why are we building mega churches? Right. Like you should be meeting in groups of two or three, like it says, and you should be spending money to help others. Especially like, during COVID, right? Like, <laughs> right. It's oh not my goodness. That you all get together right. and sing. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. So it. Honestly, I would love to find a church that is not a big church. That's not about getting together on Sundays. That's all about like how can we help people? Because they're all about doing their their tithing and their offering that goes into this jumbo church that helps no one Mm -hmm. like and in the bible jesus jesus was with like the homeless the Mm -hmm. the prostitutes he was with them he didn't have a home he told the millionaires to sell all their things and take care of people like maybe read the bible Right. Maybe do not, what, not just cherry right, pick the parts that you can right, use exactly. to touch people. Because I'm, I know a lot of it. I can cherry pick and twist it around any direction right. I want to as well. Like it's kind of fun, but no, just just do what the commandment is and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for being willing yeah. to you know share your experience and, and the things that you went through and, and what brought you to where you are today. We really yeah. appreciate that. Happy to. Before we go, though, we have to ask you a very serious question. Yes. And that is, what's your favorite boba tea? <laughs> That's right. Press wait for it. It is the time well, to confess. <laughs> like all good gays, I just love anything really fruity. <laughs> Especially with the balls in it. They just kind of like pop. Oh, you know, I never thought of that before. Mm. Oh, well, girl. <laughs> this is not the answer you, we get yeah. from the lesbian. I'm like, oh, I'm the lesbian in the room. Oh, now you know. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good we know you've been waiting <laughs> Well, you guys can find us. If you have questions for Leighton or if you'd like to reach out, um, we'd be happy to hear from you. Our Gmail account is the best way to, to, to send those. It's queerreligionpodcast at gmail.com. You can hunt us down on Twitter, which is queerreligionpod with one R, mostly because the handle is too long and you have to squish it in. Or we now have a website up, and we're adding to it. Yes. We talked about <laughs> that earlier, so queerreligionpodcast.com. Yeah, yeah so. so you can find this episode there. You can find our previous episodes, some resources, cool graphics. Yeah. So and if you guys have out. resources you want added that you feel like are good ones for helping people move through some of these challenging things, we'd love to have you yeah. pass those on, and we'll get those put up. So, All right, well, we'll see you guys next time. Until then... Boop, boop. All right. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Stay happy.